What a blessing it is to be an Orthodox Christian, to know how to rightly usher in the new year. Church has given us the great, two, two great feasts, the feast of the circumcision of Christ and the feast of St. Basil the Great, in order to ring in the new secular year with prayer and renewed commitment to living the Orthodox life. I used to wonder what to do on New Year's Eve when I was a kid. Always had to be something very special, lots of fun, very exciting. Then I got married and had kids and just kind of got used to, well, going to bed at the usual time and <laughs> getting up the next day. But being Orthodox, we have this very special coincidence, so to speak, or convergence of these great feasts with the secular holiday. And so it is such a blessing to be in God's house and to hear the beautiful singing, really beautiful singing uh, of the plain chant by the men, the women, and the children. What a, what a blessing. So I thought I would spend a little bit of time um, looking at the life of St. Basil and also the Feast of the Circumcision. We have a great collection of the lives of the saints in our book, in our uh, library. This one is very special. It uh, was compiled in Russia, but translated into English. And for January 1st, it's only 45 pages long. <laughs> so I promise I will not read the whole thing, but I wanted to share just a couple things from this book. The Circumcision of Christ is a great feast in that it reveals the humanity of Christ. It affirms the Incarnation. It serves as a repudiation of the agnostic, the um, Arians who claim that Christ was not fully human or did not have a really have a human body attached to his divine nature. Christ <clears throat> suffered for us on the eighth day as a little baby. His first shedding of blood, and I'm sure he cried. Fathers assert that he cried when he experienced circumcision as a little baby would. He began his ministry to us. And on that day, he was given that special name, the name of Jesus, which is a name above every name. Precious name of Jesus. Let it always continually be on our lips and in our minds and our hearts. <clears throat> but there's so many stories, amazing stories about St. Basil the Great from this book, but I just want to share a couple of them. The holy desert dweller, Ephraim the Syrian. Anybody ever heard of him? <laughs> he was a colleague of St. Basil the Great. Ephraim the Syrian heard about ba Basil. He had never met him, but he heard that there was this an amazing bishop named Basil. And he begged God to reveal to him what sort of man the saint was. 
One day, while in ecstasy, he beheld a fiery pillar reaching to heaven. From it, vo- from it a voice thundered, Ephraim, Ephraim, Basil is like a column of fire. <laughs> wow. So, Eph- so, without delay, Ephraim set out for Caesarea, taking an interpreter since he could not speak Greek. He arrived in the city of Theophany. From a distance, he caught sight of Basil, dressed in fine, bright robes and surrounded by his clergy, similarly arrayed. Beautiful uh, gathering of clergy, all in their finest robes and garments. And Ephraim was put off by this. He said to his assistant, his translator, Perhaps, brother, we have labored to no purpose. I was not expecting such ostentation. Then entering the church, St. Ephraim found himself a corner and said, In vain have we borne the burden and heat of the day. (laughs) How can this man make such a display and still be a pillar of fire? Imagine many Protestant Christians think the same thing about us Orthodox. Why all this uh, pomp and circumstance? Why these robes? Why these icons? All this, you know, ostentation. Well, perhaps they're right about us, but he was wrong about St. Basil. While Ephraim was being troubled by a storm of thoughts, the Holy Spirit informed Basil of his presence. The great hierarch sent his archdeacon to fetch him, saying, Go to the western end of the church, where you will find a short, almost beardless monk standing in a corner with another man. Say to the monk, whose name is Ephraim, Come to the sanctuary the archbishop wishes to speak with you. The archdeacon pushed his way through the crowd with great difficulty, reached the venerable Ephraim, and said to him, My lord, bless me. Come, the archbishop wishes to see you in the altar. So, the alt translator explained the message and Ephraim replied, You have the wrong man, brother. We just arrived and the archbishop does not know me. The archdeacon returned to Basil, who was reading passages from holy books to the people. As the hierarch read, St. Ephraim saw fire issue from his mouth. (laughs) Basil instructed the archdeacon, Go back and tell the monk, My Lord Ephraim, the archbishop requires your presence in the altar. The archdeacon did as commanded. Ephraim fell to his knees, glorified God, and exclaimed, Truly great is Basil. He is indeed a pillar of fire. And of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit speaks through him. Then he requested the archdeacon to ask Basil to receive him privately. At the conclusion of the service, Basil the holy archbishop retired to the sacristy. When Ephraim entered the altar, Basil entered the sacristy, Basil kissed him, saying, Greetings, Father. It is well known that you are busy. Now, Ephraim's a monk out in the desert. He knows that you are busy increasing the number of Christ's disciples. Living in the wilderness and driving the demons out of the desert by the Lord's power. That's what the monks do. They increase the church and they drive out the demons just by being holy and in the desert praying. 
So why have you wearied yourself by coming here? What did you think to gain by making the acquaintance of such a sinner? But may God reward your labor, Father. This whole book is full of this very poetic dialogue between saints. It's very beneficial for reading. Ephraim told Basil that everything that was in his heart with his companion received the most pure mysteries at the saints' hands. Afterwards, while they were eating at the archiepiscopal residence, Ephraim said to St. Basil, Most Holy Father, I would like to request a favor. Say on, Basil answered. I am your debtor, for you have put yourself through much trouble making such a long journey. Ephraim continued, Father, it is no secret that God grants whatever you ask. Beseech him to enable me to speak Greek. (laughs) But Basil replied, Your request is beyond my power, but since you ask with steadfast trust in the Lord, let us go to his temple. O reverend father and teacher of ascetics, and beg him to grant your desire. It is written that nothing is impossible for him. The will of them that fear him shall he do, and their supplication shall he hear, and he shall save them, say the scriptures. They retired to the church and prayed fervently. Then the great Basil asked, Why, my lord Ephraim, do you not accept ordination? You deserve to be a presbyter. Because of my sins, master, answered Ephraim. Oh, if only I had your sins, Basil cried. (laughs) Let us prostrate ourselves before the Lord. As Ephraim lay on the floor, St. Basil placed his hands upon the godly one's head and recited the prayer for the ordination of a deacon. Then he said to Ephraim, Give the command that we rise. At that moment, the newly ordained deacon received knowledge of Greek and proclaimed in that tongue, Save us, help us, raise us up, and preserve us, O God, by thy grace. (laughs) Immediately began to speak Greek. Now, why don't we do that? Well, God wants us to learn Greek the right way. Or Latin or whatever language. He doesn't always just give things like this. But to to St. Ephraim, he did. Miraculously gave him the gift of seeking Greek. Everyone glorified God who had given Ephraim knowledge of a language he could previously neither speak nor understand. The venerable Ephraim, full of spiritual joy, remained three days with St. Basil, who ordained him presbyter and his interpreter deacon, then permitted him to depart in peace. So now we know not only about St. Basil, but we know how Ephraim, the Syrian, became a priest through Basil. This is just one. There are so many wonderful stories that I would love to share, but I know... The hour is late and the children are restless, so I won't share anymore, but perhaps some more tomorrow. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. Amen.